Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliet Lamar, and joining me today is James Gundrig. He is the COO and co-founder at Mintum. Welcome, James. Hi, Juliet. How are you doing today? Fantastic. I'm so happy you were able to join us here. Um, why don't you give our listeners a little snapshot of what Mintum is and what you do there? Sure. So uh, we look at the blockchain crypto space for the past couple of years, and we, we saw an opportunity in the digital storage of, of critical assets. So critical assets being uh, cryptocurrencies is one, obviously, since custody is still the number one issue in the, uh, in the space and keeping $6 trillion of institutional money from coming in. And then we're looking at uh, digital evidence for lawyers, uh, wills, things of that nature. In, in fact, we're looking at to uh, protect spare crypto, cryptography keys because people obviously have been losing them here and there. We want to be able to give a spare key to our mint vault. Oh, definitely. I think that's one of my biggest fears with crypto is losing my key because it's, it's pretty much the end of the line there. Yeah. And we, we, uh, so we're predicated on two CIA. So the, the two C's are confidentiality. That's one reason why we're based in Dublin, Ireland. We're an Irish company, even though I'm, I'm based in New York City. Uh, we, we want to take advantage of the GDPR, which is a general data protection rules. On privacy, we, we find that very important for user privacy. We also look at continuity. So if you think of the California wildfires last October and what's going on now, where houses and structures get destroyed overnight, continuity is a, is a very big deal. So it's not enough to have a backup external drive anymore. You, ne- you actually need your documents stored physically outside your own zip code and states, preferably, or even country sometimes. Mm-hmm. And what the blockchain offers is integrity, which is the 2CI. So the, the integrity is a very big deal. We're going to create a digital ledger inside each person's vault. So every time they, they enter, they're going to be picked up on the, uh, on the, block, on the blockchain and every time they exit. So you, you know when you go in and out of your vault. You also, know, you also will know when a hacker or intruder gets inside your vault because you'll be notified every time you go into the vault. So if you're not in it, You'll say, it's not me. You'll contact Mintum, and Mintum will be able to remotely shut down all your safe digital boxes inside the vault. So what we're looking to do is decentralize people's information inside a central location in their vault. That's what we're doing. Wow. And you have a lot of, of some products, and, and give us some products that you you touched base on a few of them. Um, give us a little more of an in-depth snapshot. So, so the, the, the idea behind the, the Mint Vault is to take a any digital assets. So a source code for a Bitcoin or whatever, um, we're able to splice that into eight, 10 or 12 pieces of information and then store it into eight, 10 or 12 pieces inside a, a safe digital boxes within your vault. So that, that allows if a hacker got, ever got into the vault A and then we're able to break into the second layer, one of these safe digital boxes, they'd only get one eighth, 10th or one twelfth of a piece of information. So the idea is nice. to pre- prevent hackers from getting away with anything is to fr- frustrate them, discourage them. That's what we're looking to do. I would do. love to frustrate those, to frustrate the hackers and the fraudsters. That would give me much pleasure. <laughs> yes. So what, one of the biggest opportunities for us is the 
as we're creating a, a hot vault, HOT vault. And what, what the idea is to keep your information online, not off chain, like you had with cold storage, uh, to protect it very securely. If someone did get away with the information, it would be fully encrypted and they wouldn't be able to break that code. So they wouldn't be able to get away with much. So if you look at the exchanges, so this year you had $1.2 billion stolen so far in the first six months of this year from, from, from exchanges that were hacked. That is three times more than all of last year. So what, what, so the exchanges all operate the same way. They all take about 90%, 95% of their assets, and they put them in cold storage, off-chain, offline. So when they do get hacked, they minimize the damage. It is still costing lots of money. It prevents the real free flow of traders because they have a lot of restrictions and limitations with the exchanges. You know, when they, can, when they can draw, how much they withdraw a month and so on and so forth. So it's a very problematic, and we're looking to solve it in a very different way. So this is something that's very needed in this space. Um, give us a little bit of background into yourself and how you, you came to be involved with Mintum. Sure. So I have, of all things, a project manager background in the construction engineering industry. I worked uh, for 20-some years on projects of scale, infrastructure projects, uh, high rises in New York City, and what I what I was doing was actually the paperwork, all the change management, the estimating, the change orders, claims, interfacing with lawyers, architects, developers, things in different city, city, federal, and state agencies. I took that those research skills and those writing skills, and I became a freelance journalist about 12 years ago. And my big my big breakthrough came in 2010 with the BP oil spill. I was able to tap into stories that the, that the mainstream media couldn't tap into because I'm first-generation Norwegian. So I knew the, the backroom deals were going on between BP and the offshore oil industry in Norway and was able to outmaneuver a lot of people. That got me into the Huffington Post. I, worked, I, I, you know, I blogged there. I contributed there for three years. And I contri- contributed for about a year at the Financial Times Foreign Direct Invest Magazine, Law.com, and the law, law, Lawyer. So I took all those skills. I ended up publishing three books in 2016. And I've had a really good luck on the technology side for the past 10 years. And I began to see blockchain as with AI and machine learning as the next web 3.0. So if you look at the first dot com was 1994, 95, that was uh, dot, you know, that's web 1.0. You look at the next one, web 2.0 is social media and, and all the mobile apps that went with Samsung and Apple in 2007. That's 12 years later. 12 years from then is 2019. So I think we're now approaching next year when it's become very mainstream. We'll be in the third digital revolution. And you know, so you're you're all in with this. You know, what kind of what do you have to say to people who who still are resisting this this new <clears throat> new technology that's coming? I mean, where for in your mind, you know, it's a no brainer. You know, what are some of the things that you would say to these people? Well, so the first thing is uh, for people to understand that crypto is not necessarily blockchain. Or vice versa. Exactly. They both exactly. they both stand alone, right? And if you're looking at blockchain, think of a of a Hollywood movies for the last hundred years. They all, all come down to two archetypes. You might have different genres, of course, and different themes, but basically two archetypes. Archetype is a stranger comes to town, right? Or you're on a journey, one or the other, right? Every movie can be broken down. From Gone with the Wind, Stranger Comes Down, or Star Wars, A Journey. So you could actually apply that archetypes to blockchain. And blockchain, the middleman, eliminating the middleman going from peer-to-peer transactions, whether it's in a construction supply chain, whether it's a financial, whether it's an insurance industry, whether you're, you're buying a used car or renting an apartment, all of this is going to eliminate middlemen over the next five to 10 years. It is going to be very, very uh, dynamic and very transformative. The other part to the blockchain is, is now the journey, or, or in this case, the audit trail. So the audit trail allows users to go back and, and see if a 
if Van Gogh is a real Van Gogh, as an example, if it was ever put on the mm -hmm. blockchain, right? And then you'd go from the, the source of the artist to the next buyer, to the next buyer, to the time the painting was overhauled. And going forward, this is a very powerful tool. You're, you're not going to entirely eliminate fraud. You're going to reduce it to an amazing extent. So if you think of the Koch brothers, those billionaires that would spend $36 million, you know, sending investigators and lawyers around the world to sue the guys that sold them vinegar as opposed to you know, high-end expensive luxury <laughs> wine, that is a absolute use case in, in both wine and art and diamonds and gold and things of that nature are going to be put on the blockchain on different projects, and it allows people uh, transparency. Well, absolutely, and that is what this world is craving uh, and has been for quite some time because because of everything that keeps happening and, and the fraud that is occurring uh, you know, and, and behind the doors that we can't quite grasp. But this is going to help people really be more in control. Absolutely. Which is removing control from governments. Oh, and corporations. Oh, and this is just <laughs> what decentralization is all about. So is it a threat? Stretch the old model? Sure it is. But governments, corporations will still be in business. So that they're just going to have to adopt with the blockchain and find out their own use cases. Exactly. Hey, this is Kevin Barry. James's partner. I joined a little bit later. A call that late. I'm just listening. Oh, hi. How are you? Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we were just talking about, you know, moving forward. Yeah, Kevin's the CEO. Go ahead. Kevin, introduce yourself. Uh, you know, hi. Well, first, uh, I just want to chime in on something that that, that you just said that um, is a, an enormous use case for good. Uh, I'm a, I'm a UN rep for a Ukrainian NGO in in New York, and uh, Ukraine is pioneering moving all of the country's land records onto blockchain for for the type of transparency that you were just talking about. Because you know, if you're living in a regime like that over the last hundred years. Um, the, the, the deeds of, of, of farms and buildings have changed over depending on what happens with the political environment, right? That the communists are here, somebody owns the farm, the communists leave, uh, somebody else owns the farm, the orange revolution comes, oh. somebody else owns the farm, right? So, and they just erase, they just erase the land record. So moving things like that onto blockchain will hopefully stabilize, uh, economies like on a, uh, enormous scale which will allow for investment to come in. So I think it, it's, um, and that, that's, a, that's a macro example of where blockchain can help, but um, it can help uh, on, on all, all types of business. I love that example. That is, that is such a, a real world example of something that people, they have to have a solution because that is no right. way for people to, to live. I mean, that is, that is the life and death of, of families. So excellent solution. Thank you so much for chiming in on that. So, you know, sure. if people are coming. We, we, we get we get spoiled. For li we get spoiled living in a place like the United States, where you can take things like that for granted. Oh yes, one hundred percent. And I think that that a lot of times people overlook those particular use cases when we talk about this space in you know first world countries that, that right. don't have to deal with that. So if people want to to get involved with Mintum, they want to start using it for their own personal um, businesses or finances or whatever they'd like. Tell us a little bit about how to sign up, you know, where to find you guys. All right. So, so first of all, we're a bit early. We're, we're actually working on the functional specs right now. We brought in a chief arch, uh, security architect, So we're developing a functional specs. We're doing it kind of the old, old fashioned way as opposed to all this you know, agile development. We're coding every day and coming out with something. We actually are not going to be sharing our code on GitHub as an example. I mean, since we're a security company, this is one of the things we're not doing. We're launching a ICO this, uh, or token generating event this fall. And then we're, we're coming out with our first prototype next March or so is a game plan. 
But they could find out more about Mintum on Mintum, M-Y-N-T, which in Norwegian means coin, U-M. So Mintum.io is our website. Fantastic. And, and, and Kevin, did you want to add a couple more things since you joined us a little late that you'd want to share about, about Mintum and, and the journey that you foresee the future happening with Mintum? Sure. Well, I, I think, and I don't know what James said at the beginning, so if I'm overlapping, I apologize. But uh, one thing I, I see is, is this two, the two traditional role, roles of currencies, just as, you know, for the one use case of uh, the Mintum Vault, which is very versatile, but one will be to hold cryptocurrencies. Uh, and uh, the two traditional roles are storage of value and transaction. Uh, storage of value has already, uh, that's already working for cryptocurrencies, but transactional is it's, it's in the infancy. Uh, there's approximately 115 million businesses in the world, and 12,000 of them take crypto. So I think when when uh, when that balance comes into form, and it's going to start in Asia and then move uh, east to west, uh, it's already starting in Korea. And uh, I think as businesses are accepting crypto, they'll need vaults like Mintum's building in order to uh, protect it. So I, I think I think we we uh, will have a product that can do uh, both things for uh, that, the, the traditional uh, store the traditional roles of money. We can store it and we can uh, be the uh, depository after the transaction. That is fantastic, and I, I love. The passion and the simplicity, it's not a simple matter, but the, the passion and simplicity that you explain these problems with really it gives such a clear picture of what Mintum is all about and, and your future goals. Thank you both so much for, for really jiving in with, with that type of intensity. Thank you. Thanks, Juliet. Pleasure to be with you today. Sure. Absolutely. Hey, can, can I add one well, other thing? Can I add one more absolutely. thing? Absolutely. Yeah. With with the, uh, the one of the concepts we also went with uh, is that it could be a digital go bag. Did you already talk about that, James? Nope. Keep going. Okay. You know uh, the concept of a go bag. If something horrible is happening in your house and you have five minutes to get out, like what's mm-hmm. happening in Northern California right now, what happened in Greece last week. So if you if you have a place, if you can put a place online in the cloud that's secure, where you can have when you have to if you have to rebuild your life in an emergency, you can have your passport records, your health records, your mortgage, the most your driver's license, um, you, anything that's digital, you can put it in the vault. And if you need to rebuild your life from a hotel somewhere because of a, a, some horrible thing or like the floods in Houston last year, our vault would be a perfect solution for that. That is just one more fantastic use case for this product and. And something that everyone should think about, you know, flooding, fires, you know, all kinds of things, burglaries, they happen to everyone. And that is a huge use case that I think people are really going to latch on to. I hope so. Well, thank you both so much for your time and for joining us. And again, your website is myntum.io. And I think our listeners are going to find a lot of knowledge there and hopefully be able to to really incorporate this into their daily lives. Great. Thank, thank you, you very much. Julia. That was James and Kevin. They are both founders and COO, CEO of Mintum. Check them out, www.myntum.io. Thank you all so much for joining us today. This has been Juliette Lamar at Future Tech Podcast. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.